Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I am joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. Um, We are not talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. today, oddly enough. <laughs> it is definitely S.H.I.E.L.D. related. Yes. <laughs> um, so WandaVision just wrapped up uh, this weekend, two days ago now, uh, as of when we're recording this. So um, I know there's not a lot of like tie-ins or crossovers. There's still a few things that we should probably discuss and want to discuss. And we've alluded to wanting to discuss this in episodes. I don't think that are going to come out yet until after this airs. So (laughs) and and there's interesting things too, like thematically, you know, like of course Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, just things that we're going to, we're going to go through that really do connect like directly, I think into, into shield in a lot of ways. Right. it's, 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 and I know it's in, it, it's it's very interesting because and there are a few things that are definitely direct connections. So. Right, right. Um, so I want to um just talk about um so the showrunner is Jack Schieffer because we always kind of talk about the for each Shield episode like who's kind of helming it, but um she was a screenwriter for Captain Marvel, correct? That's what I recognize her name from, but that's the, really the only thing I recognize her from. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, as far as like big stuff, she did something called Timer that she wrote and, and directed that I'm not familiar with. And then from and, and then from there, most of the stuff was, I think, producer stuff that wasn't big and wasn't hu- huge for about a decade. And then she did uh, – uh, she wrote Olaf's Frozen Adventure for Disney, and oh. that's what ended up getting her into – I think the Marvel world. Oh. And uh, she also wrote, in addition to the upcoming Black Widow movie and Captain Marvel, she wrote The Hustle. The uh, Oh, yeah. The one with um, Anne Hathaway and... Rebel Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I haven't seen. And I think it got, you know, it got mixed reviews or whatever, but was uh, people did seem to think it was, it was funny and whatnot. And I don't know. I, I've definitely enjoyed what little of... Uh, Jack Schaefer's work I've seen uh, mm-hmm. was the showrunner and uh, one of the EPs and, and writer of all of, all of WandaVision and the, the director, Matt Shackman, I thought did a really good job too. Yeah. And was definitely like, you, I can see why they hired that guy because he started on, it's always sunny in Philadelphia on a very traditional sitcom, but uh. then since then has gone on to like game of Thrones. Like he went out into something that makes perfect sense for this show, yeah. for going from sitcom to the MCU, it's like that's actually what his career has been. That's really perfect, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of awesome that it ended that's up being cool. like that. Yeah, and and it, it just it to me it shows like the kind of care that that Schaefer and and uh, Feige put into this mm-hmm. because they didn't just pick someone who even even someone who had an interesting voice. You know, they picked someone who like had the experience to make this like. I think an informed show, you know, like a well, I think too, just being able to meld those two styles of like directing as well, because they're very different. <laughs> like this oh, could yeah. have been a very poorly melded, you know, show between the sitcom situations and the bigger, more broad dramatic strokes, I think. And I didn't feel like it was disjointed at all. I felt it all like came together very well. So they definitely chose the right people to, to do this. Um, so 
I feel like we should just kind of talk about general thoughts before we get into the comic stuff. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because the comic stuff's just going to be a soup of gibberish. And it, well, and- also, I have no, I don't, I have the only thing I know about Scarlet Witch and Vision and their kids is like the stuff that you have told me on our podcast, <laughs> like tangentially to like our Shield story, which is so. mostly what I'll review or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, which- but I, I mean, you've mentioned Sword in the past, but I still. I'm like, I don't know what sword is supposed to be. So like all of those kinds of things. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know who Agatha Harkness is. Like I had to look that up like when she popped into the into the show. Um, we've like briefly discussed Monica Rambo, I think. So Yeah, we talked about her a lot in the Captain Marvel episode, mm-hmm. but that's that's mostly it. I mean, which also makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <of> yeah. <laughs> her, her, her appearances in the MCU. I know. God. But yeah, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But first of all, I just want to say that I thoroughly enjoyed this show, like on a level that I was not expecting to at all. I am now thoroughly invested in Wanda and Vision. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, all of these characters. Well, and I just didn't know that it was going to be as sophisticated as it was like this is Mm -hmm. this is the only the only thing and i don't i don't love the comparison i've already seen people making a bunch but i do see why they're making it to uh to legion because they are like these Mm -hmm. marvel properties that are not really like they are very faithful to the work without adapting a single story but but they are like faithful to the character's source material and deal with mental health issues and Mm -hmm. deal with them i think without pulling punches and without being afraid to do it and like it's there's a sophistication to it i wasn't expecting and this isn't a slight to the mcu i've really enjoyed all all, but like as a whole the entire thing and most of the movies even as individuals but at the same time like i don't know other than shield which has had seven years to unfold and you know a whole lot of episodes where it's easier to do that depth and that we've talked you know about like they can get into ptsd and what it means to have trauma and what it means to to i don't know have to deal with with the worst things in life and still try to live up to what you believe in like we, we we've seen these characters really get to be explored in shield because they have the the benefit of the format and even though this is only a very short season they really used the benefit of the serialized format of of having a a season to unfold instead of just an hour and a half or two hours you know and, and i i was uh it was very impressed. I agree with you that it was good. It was really good and, and more than I kind of thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, I saw somebody say on Twitter that I think maybe people are starting to realize that, you know, this is kind of comparing it to like a book adaptation, not necessarily completely applicable here, but this, you know, comics is a, a vast, <laughs> like there's so much that you could adapt into films and, the, and, and shows but when you're looking at it from like a book perspective, like short stories are more, it seems to be a better adaptation to put them into a film because it's such a limited time frame. Um, whereas with television, you can, you have multiple seasons, multiple episodes to dig into these stories. And I think Game of Thrones is kind of should be credited for that because I know everybody was like throwing around when those books were out, like we need to make these into films. This is amazing. And the fact that they made it into a show instead, so they could get deep into the characters and the world building and all of that. Like, I think that's, well, and also I feel like the pandemic has a lot to do with this now too, even though they were already planning 
Marvel was already planning for the MCU to have all of these, you know, shows in addition to films. But I feel like the even with Star Wars, like all of these big properties, like having these live action shows now on Disney Plus is I feel like that's where it's going to be at. Like this is I mean, at least for me, like as a fan, like I'm going to probably enjoy these tell the TV shows more than the movies because of the emotional depth that we can get into. Um, Well, I agree. Well, and it's just like the movies are not bad by any means i mean you and i are both fans but Mm -hmm. they are formulaic like yeah not just not just as action movies but even like as marvel movies you know it's like as much as i love black panther it's the same it's the same basic story uh structure as almost all of their first movies yeah hero hero has to go out on their own and fight an evil version of themselves like it's like and don't get me wrong that is uh a reductive and unfair and inaccurate description of black panther (laughs) like i i know that it's a straw man argument but i do see like the basic plot points are are a formula that worked for them to such a degree that when somebody says dr strange is just iron man with magic i say yes you're absolutely right correct yep yep um yeah um i agree (laughs) and Oh, I think, too, because you take – I mean, you can get into, like, a, a much smaller scope with this. You're not distracted by all of the other ancillary characters, necessarily, that you can bring in. Um, and also, it doesn't feel just like a – well, we had to bring in this one character for, you know, for fans – not necessarily fan service, but to make sure that they – there was a, a tie to the comics or a tie to, you know, a movie that's going to be coming out or something, you know? What, what's funny, what's really funny as you say that is because that seems to be the negative reaction to it is people who have been trained to only be looking for the things that will lead into the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that they're upset that this didn't deliver on f- on five future MCU properties. Yeah, and set them up like 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 the biggest refrain, other than the stuff which we will mention on your notes. You have in, in parentheses <laughs> Ralph Boner, <laughs> which, <laughs> but other than the insane response to that, which is totally insane. <laughs> oh, like, like like people are so angry. People are so angry <laughs> and entitled and insane, and just don't understand. What a callback or cameo is, or Easter egg. But like, like, did I? Did anyone think that Lou Ferrigno, as the security guard in The Incredible Hulk, was going to end up being <laughs> The Incredible Hulk? No, no one did. Sorry, and I'm gonna. This is generational. This is a Zoomer thing. <laughs> like, 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 we were. I know that people my age and older know how to interpret a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh, that actor was in this movie, like, like, like the original Lois and Jimmy from the from the black and white George Reeve, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Superman, uh, uh, TV show, were in the, the Richard Donner movie and the Christopher Reeve movie on a train. They weren't playing yeah. <laughs> older versions of themselves. Yeah. Like this is this is not just a tried and true trope in all of film but specifically comic book and superhero movies this is something that has happened over and over and over again Uh, like 
the guy who played the Flash in the 1991 show on CBS mm-hmm. is on the CW show as several characters, including Barry Allen's dad, the same <laughs> Flash he played from that with the multiverse, <laughs> and a completely different Flash. Yeah, yeah. When he played the completely different Flash or Barry Allen's dad, no one was like, you lied to us. You gave us a <laughs> bill of sale on this free thing or whatever (laughs) it's 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 absolutely insane and some of those reactions were great uh like so i've had some of the most schadenfreude i've ever had because i don't want anyone to be disappointed i'm not happy that people are upset but like people tried to reason with them (laughs) like i saw Mm -hmm. people being like like none of this has been promised no one at marvel said this show is going to lead into a multiverse of madness that this is going to yeah. set up the next Dr. Strange movie. They've just said that w- Wanda was going to appear in it. They yeah. said Wanda's next appearance will be in Dr. Strange. And everyone decided that meant that this was about the multiverse, but they were mm-hmm. lied to and deceived. And I like, it's one thing to have fan theories and hopes and stuff, but it's like the things I don't like about rise of Skywalker have nothing to do with Ray being Palpatine's grandkid. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, like, like i don't like that but it's, that's yeah not, it's stupid that's, <laughs> but that's not what makes it a disappointing film for me and, and and i also don't think it's like evil or bad for someone to like it because i yeah. i was disappointed which is the which is the, the craziest reaction that that like other people should be mad <laughs> like I, that, that was one i saw one post it was like i'm mad about the quicksilver thing and you should be and here's why and it's like yeah. oh man you don't understand how to interact with media at this point. You become so entitled. (laughs) Well, also, I feel like, I mean, carrying over from like what we enjoy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like they do, Marvel is very clearly good at doing that whole like self-awareness of the subject matter. And even when the reveal of, you know, the wrong Quicksilver (laughs) showed up in the show, it was like, there was, you know, Darcy Lewis had the line of she recast Pietro and it's like, okay. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like, well, and that was the that- 80s episode, which yes. even though it was primarily family ties, even though everybody said it was full house when it first came out, which still no, sticks in my craw. But, uh, yeah. well, and there, and there were growing pains and family ties, like, like references in the theme song, like, like, like it was, mm-hmm. it was an eighties episode. So they, they didn't just do one show, you know, like, like. But Dick Van Dyke wasn't just Dick Van Dyke and the Bewitched wasn't just Bewitched. There was I Dream of Jeannie in it too. And there was, yep, yep. Uh, you know, a lot of I Love Lucy in the first one. But, but like, yeah. they're not, they, they, they weren't limited, even though they were very good specific references. They weren't just one reference. And I do feel like some of the, some of the outfits that, uh, that Wanda wore in the 80s episode reminded me of Roseanne and, yes. uh, and, and of, of that show. And that's one of the most famous like modern recast. Cause there's also, you know, yep. of course in, and it happened a lot more, I think in the sixties and whatnot, but like pre uh, Don Cheadle replacing <laughs> Terrence Howard, I feel like the changing of Becky's in Roseanne, at least when I was a kid, it was like, it was noticeable. It was like, it's like yeah. Sarah Chalk, the second Becky just looked totally different. Yeah. Like, like yeah. It, they were just blonde white girls with the only thing yeah. they had in common. <laughs> and so I feel like the, it being the 80s episode, like, made it especially yeah. funny. And, like, people who are like, it doesn't make any sense for him to show up there and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's Tom Hanks in Growing Pains as the, or, or in Family Ties as the uncle, like, specifically yeah. as the fun uncle. He had an alcohol problem. There was a very yeah. special episode. <laughs> like, and, yeah. like, I don't know. I loved everything about it. I loved, 
<laughs> skipping to uh, the end of of uh, of the Quicksilver aspect of it, of the reveal with him being Ralph Boner, like on top of that, like that's a that's a like a triple edged sword because people hated it because it was a dick joke or whatever, like <laughs> just to make a dick joke, but not a random dick joke. They didn't no. make, like decide I'm we we need to fit a dick joke in there. It's because first off, the best friend in uh, in Growing Pains. Uh, who is uh, what's Walter Koenig's son? The guy who played Chekhov in, St- in Star Trek. Uh, he passed away. I yeah. think maybe a suicide. I, there was definitely uh, some drug abuse and some, like making. He was missing for a little while before he, he passed away. It was very sad. But he played Boner. He played the best friend of Kirk Cameron's character, and his character's name was Boner. <laughs> and and on top of that, he was an actor. He had a headshot. The, like the person yeah, yeah, yeah. in the hex. <laughs> Was an actor playing Quicksilver in the Hex, and his last name was Boner. And the previous actors to play Quicksilver are Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Euphemisms for a boner. Yep. It's like they they noticed something stupid that fits in perfect with the '80s sitcom trope, and they and they ran with it. And I and I love it. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, like like that's a reasonable criticism. But the but... level of like thought process <laughs> yes. of how it, that line came to be, it's like a, a what you know, like it's just genius. <laughs> it is. This is a thinking man stick joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and not only i mean it's a dick joke but it's also like a slap in the face to everybody who is like oh you know the multiverse bringing in like the x-men right you know whatever it's it's so good (laughs) it's just so satisfying and like that's the weird thing is no one has even hinted the only thing that is that could be interpreted as is feeling like it's likely but they're going to bring in the fox x-men and not do their own versions of them mm-hmm. are that he said that they're going to keep ryan reynolds and do deadpool 3 or whatever mm-hmm. and have it be r but the deadpool movie doesn't fit in the x-men continuity no. there's a different deadpool in wolverine origins <laughs> <laughs> it's also played by ryan reynolds but completely different <laughs> and the x-men movie is com- completely irrespective of the fourth wall breaking silly weird cartoonish deadpool yeah. they could definitely be self-referential and make a joke about how he's in the mcu now and, yeah but even be- separate from that the timelines and the storyline in the x-men movies makes no sense we're introduced to Quicksilver's character and see him a decade apart every time, and he doesn't age. He's a yeah. teenager in the seventies <laughs> and the eighties. It's like it makes no sense. It's not a good franchise. Sorry, yeah. I like aspects of it. That teleportation fighting scene with uh, with uh, Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler in X Two. Oh, that's fun. It doesn't actually make it a good movie. Sorry, guys, doesn't hold up. And people pretend it's a great movie, but it's not. No. And. Is it a fantastic fight scene? Yes. Does even that hold up? No, because special <laughs> effects in 2003 are shitty now. <laughs> so, sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's... <laughs> but on to the good stuff. Um, Monica was awesome. Yes. Yes. I was extremely satisfied. I mean, you can't do her character's origin anymore, especially tying her to Captain Marvel. You can't have Captain Marvel's friend happen to be exposed to random cosmic, you know, radioactive bullshit, <laughs> you know, like, like yep. the Daredevil Spider-Man origin. Like, oh, I got exposed to radioactive garbage and it gave me superpowers. Yep. Like, yep. can't do that anymore. So, but I like this one. I've already seen a million people asking questions. Well, why is she the only one who had powers? Because she went through the barrier three times on yeah. her own. 
Yeah. No one else did more than once on their own. And I think it's actually even arguable that anyone other than the beekeeper went through because everyone else, it just appeared around them when the residents of Westview yeah. and the other people, she was expanding that. So yeah. they weren't yeah. forcing their way through. It was a different process. I, I could argue, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, so she had a unique experience. She had her particles rewritten a bunch of times. Honestly, that one time I thought that the show could have hint, like could have had a potential hint at the multiverse that wasn't just imagined because we know it leads into something else or yeah. because people wanted something to happen that was never even sort of hinted at was uh, when Monica got her powers and her past, you know, selves and whatnot kind of all coalesced yeah. into her. I was like, that could, I could see someone seeing that as different versions of her combining, but they also were versions of her in her own timeline. It was more yeah, like her yeah. actualizing herself, which when you think about, what what we now know about the nature of the hex and what it was makes sense because it was Wanda reconciling her own past and and grief and it made her do the same thing and gave her superpowers in the process so cool <laughs> so um i i cannot i can't remember anything that we talked about with the captain marvel episode and monica and like the significance of like where her character because she she becomes Captain Marvel after Carol, correct? She's the first woman or Captain the, Marvel. Okay, that's right. She uh, she was the second major Marvel character called Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first Captain Marvel is DC's Shazam. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember that, right, that right. conversation. <laughs> and then uh, the second was uh, the second was a character who became Annette Bing, uh, Annette Benning's character, Marvel, in a uh, yeah. in yeah. Captain Marvel, and he you know. He, it was a he in the comics. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he, the human identity was Walter Lawson, and this I think was Wendy Lawson. Yeah. In the films, and it's also a Hulkling's. Uh, yeah. One of one of his parents, uh, who is going to be Billy's uh, future husband, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Billy from WandaVision, uh, and she, yeah, yeah, she was the first Captain Marvel, and she, uh, not bidding in the same way. Uh, Carol was her protege in the comics, but uh, when she first got superpowers, became Miss Marvel and was Miss Marvel for years, then ended up becoming a hero called Binary and then became Warbird before settling on the Captain Marvel moniker. And uh, in between all that, like kind of, I think not long after she became Binary uh, and there was no Captain Marvel for a while, they introduced Monica as just a unique character who I believe was a cop. But uh, was like a, a a boat cop in New Orleans, I believe. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she. Uh, uh, I, I was, we, we, when we did talk about her character, it was interesting because it wasn't something that uh, again is not. It's not a complaint as so much of an as an observation because her character in the comics is one of the only characters I know of at all who has parents that are alive who are superheroes yeah. and are like an active part of their life. Yeah. And, no, we talked about that. Yeah, and and they were <laughs> like a happily married couple, which I thought yeah. was somewhat sad to have that be lost but it's not i don't think it's any sort of detriment because we also get the bonus of maria and uh carol's relationship and mm-hmm. we do get a connection between monica and carol which makes more sense than anything that ever was in the comics for the names <laughs> and whatnot so uh, i'm definitely okay with it and they and by having her get her powers this way because she made choices to help mm-hmm. someone it's not it it, it it gives her more agency and importance in her own origin and it makes it where even though she has this connection to carol her she's not dependent on yeah. powers from her like like carol always has been or in the comics been or was originally dependent on uh 
Marvel, and eventually that was retconned as yeah. well. So now she's half Cree. but uh but yeah and and so she and she it was actually a a mardi gras costume with silver and black that became her real costume she was at this new orleans uh, origin and uh and i always thought because it was french i thought you were supposed to uh, emphasize the bow it was rambo not rambo so but the creator said that when he created her it was based off someone he knew so who pronounced it rambo so all I was right. I was all ready to be annoyed when the when the first episode with her came out. I'm like, it's Rambo. What? Like, and it probably would be if yeah. she, the character were French. <laughs> like, I also like like it's like W E W E B Du Bois in in America. His name wasn't Dubois. He, yeah, he, he wasn't French. So. <laughs> so I guess I guess it makes sense. <laughs> but but yeah, as someone who only knew her from the movies, like I. Was was she as satisfying? You know, <laughs> like yeah, definitely. Um, I saw a couple people, like um, specifically black women, um, film critics, write articles about how she was kind of done a disservice in this last episode. But I haven't read them yet, so I can't <laughs> speak to what was being said. Um, I, I think it's a very valid criticism. Uh, like the finale, while I don't think it failed, mm-hmm. I like there were things to me that felt like there were seams showing on the production aspect of it that hadn't been there for the first eight episodes. And I have to fault the pandemic. Like the yeah. fact that we don't really see any new footage with Kat Dennings as Darcy. Yeah. And when you even look in the credits, there's someone credited as Darcy double, because when we do see her for new footage, it's the stand in because oh, yeah. she could not be there for it. And to me, something about that and the way Monica's story wrapped up and the way Jimmy Woo's story wrapped up, it all felt like that was felt more of an afterthought than maybe it was meant to be. Yeah. And I don't want to give them any credit they don't deserve. And I should, should and will read uh, some, some more reviews. Cause at this point all I've really seen is fan reaction, not read any, mm-hmm. any real critics, <laughs> actual <laughs> you know, journalists yeah, and critics discussing it and analyzing <laughs> yeah. it from a, an informed perspective. Uh, so I, I should do that as well. Cause I'm interested to see, you know, how Monica is overall and uh, per- per- perceived and received. And, and like, this was just a setup for her too. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I would presume we'll see a lot of her in secret invasion. Uh, we know she's going to be in Captain Marvel too, mm-hmm. but uh, if they don't make use of the setup that they have done, it'll be a massive failure on their part. Cause I agree. They did a really good job give, give, giving the MCU someone who has the potential to be one of the most powerful characters in the MCU as well, since she could become, light yeah (laughs) or any or any energy so um related to monica now well in in this universe sword we've talked about sword briefly on our show because of the acronym yes (laughs) what what is sword sword is sadly (laughs) sadly created by joss whedon oh god i hate yeah maybe we'll get rid of it now (laughs) but uh (laughs) Yeah, it was um, created for the X Men comic books, uh, where there's this character who's half alien, half mutant, named Abigail Brand, who has green green hair, and who was the director of Sword in the comics. And uh, it's the Sentient Worlds Observation Report and Defense, I think. That sounds sounds right. And so they were basically Shield, but with space. Okay. Uh, and the idea was, I think they they lip service to it in the third episode that that used to be that. But that sometime after the snap, Hayward took over and it changed from sentient worlds to sentient weapons. So they're mm-hmm. no longer looking out into space. They're looking at living weapons on Earth. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so instead of being space shield, now they're specifically, I guess, robots and superpowered people shield. Gotcha. Gotcha. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> Is this another reason why people were like expecting the Fox X-Men to come into play. I didn't see anyone make that guess except for maybe when we first saw the logo when they okay. had a couple set piece like photos leak out yeah. like like when they when they were showing uh the uh, uh, initial shots of I think that episode like where they mm-hmm. had Monica coming in and out of the building and they had the the door with the windows painted yeah, with yeah. the logo. I think I might have seen people point out that they were originally an X-Men thing, but again like all this shit was written before the deal was finalized. And it is, mm-hmm. I know people are like, well, they can do whatever they want. They, they legally cannot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> they, they are not allowed to. And it's not shit that's like on the down low. It's like they have all these NDAs and stuff. All this mm-hmm. shit is so on paper yeah. and defined and traceable. And yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. It was never going to be X. But that's a good point that I'd forgotten about. I don't think any, I don't think anyone's mentioned that really. Because they've just been immersed in what they decided was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I felt like this was an int- like I, when it first ha- when they were first saying like they changed the sentient weapons. Like I was like, this doesn't really make any sense. But I feel like even in the story, like Monica's like, why? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, like, like she's like, this doesn't make any sense. And you, I do feel like it's justified enough that it's how uh, Hayward's uh, uh, like reactionary sort of attitude. It's. It's yeah. all, about, all about that guy <laughs> more than logic. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, and also it wraps into like the whole plot point of him lying about, you know, trying to make Wanda the villain of the story as well and trying to, um, you know, use that as, as an excuse to reactivate Vision's body, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so... <laughs> And, and you saying that makes me think of one thing too. Like I've seen some of the reaction from fans and people who aren't even like super critical or didn't hate it, but are saying like Wanda needs to have be punished for what she did. And like, she is a villain and she did stuff that was so bad. And she was worse than Agatha and all this. I'm like, she didn't kill anybody on purpose. So she's not worth an Ag- worse than Agatha in the mm-hmm. context of this series and what actually happened. But uh, it was just interesting. Cause I feel like it, I wonder about the Venn diagram of people who feel like she got off easy or whatever, should have some sort of consequences for what she did to the people of Westview, but also say that they are fine with Tony Stark deciding that even though mm-hmm. Bucky, you know, had been brainwashed, he still needed revenge for killing his parents. Yep. Because I remember that same reaction being like, no, no, it's totally normal and okay and justifiable because he did kill his parents. Like, but he, he is a victim too. And yep. in the exact same way, it's like Wanda is a victim too. I'm sorry, but yeah. someone who's brainwashed in the middle of an abusive situation or whatever is not guilty. And in the same way, the, you can't really compare Wanda's thing to anything one-to-one in real life because none yeah. of us have superpowers and subconscious you know which abilities or whatever exactly <laughs> and our you know our trauma responses are are, are going to be activated much differently than someone who has superpowers and can create illusions <laughs> like but, but like I, I, as people who live with you know, clinical depression i feel like you and i can both relate to wanda and like I'd oh put, yeah i'd put back to them to anyone arguing that you know she's guilty and all this and that it's like so if somebody kills themselves in real life, it affects the people who care about them and hurts them. Yeah. They're not villains. 
Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You can't – you can say it's selfish. You can say it wasn't right. Yeah. But they went through something that put them in that place. And it's the same way. Wanda mm-hmm. was not trying to hurt anyone. And once she really understood it, she did do the right thing. And people say, oh, well, you know, she figured it out earlier when she came out there and went with the guns. Or when Dottie earlier in that episode asks about letting the boys play with her kid. It's like she was still in the middle of Denia. She's going yeah. through Dabda through this whole fucking thing. Yeah. and. Sorry, it took her a long time to get through get to get to the rest of the steps. They were all in those last two episodes. Denial yeah. was the first seven of nine episodes, but she got she did get there, you know. Yeah. Like, but it takes a little while to get there, and she's and, had to deal with more grief than most people. And right? I also don't feel like the show just absolved her of that because when she's walking through the town at the very end, and everybody's staring at her like "fuck you," like. It's not like everything just went back to normal and they they just like accepted and forgave her. Like she, she and it's very like it's it's very it's a good parallel to the whole, you know, everybody's obsessed with like cancel culture right now and like how, you know, well they you know whoever if whoever gets canceled they apologize. They're just, you know, everything's fine. It's like, well, you can't take away the hurt and the pain that you have caused other people because I mean, we've talked about this so many times in the past, like intent isn't enough. Like it's the impact <laughs> that matters and the impact that her behavior had on this entire town is real to the people that were in this town. And this show didn't just brush that off and be like, well, it's all it's all forgiven now. It's fine. Yeah. And I think I think that's the most important part is that it's not as simple as good or bad she's not the villain or the hero she's she's a very well realized three-dimensional person yes (laughs) i I think that's what's challenging about it and it's funny because this was the most mcu episode of it so far Mm -hmm. so i get why people uh, people's reaction is oh it just went back to the punching and whatnot i i've seen that sort of stuff and i i can absolutely see that but i feel like it's also the most challenging because this other than civil war this is the ending where we're like hey this isn't this is just a person with superpowers. This yeah. you know, this isn't about a hero who's better than us or a villain who's evil. This is about someone who's a lot like us who went through extraordinary things t- as an allegory for what we go through. Like, yeah, exactly. Um can we talk I think we you briefly mentioned Agatha. Yeah. Uh cuz I I don't know anything about this character until the show. <laughs> Well, uh, what, for in the comics at this point, I believe the character's intimated to be like thousands of years old. So okay. she wasn't a kid during the Salem Witch. She was around during the Salem Witch, and I think the way they went with the character being villainous in this is because of a story that is from the comics, where she's never been villainous outright, but she is a witch uh, and is hardcore because mm-hmm. she she exposed other witches during the Salem witch trial to the trial and the attitude was if you're a badass enough witch you're going to get get out of this and if you're not then you're just draining the magic power pool from the rest of us oh wow that's so she's like lot. thinning the herd yeah <laughs> yeah no no it's fucking hardcore it's like <laughs> Like, oh, by the way, I told You're all the drug worthy. dealers. <laughs> yeah. I told all the drug dealers that you that, that you undercovered uh, cops are undercover, and the best of you will be the best undercover cops we've ever had, and you'll live. And the rest of you, sorry. Wow. <laughs> like, but it's like it's it's it, it's just insane. Like the strategy, but I believe that's what this is based on. You know, her okay. killing all these other witches back then, and and it is 
pretty hardcore, so I can understand it. But overall, the character was introduced. Um, she beca- she became the governess for uh, Wanda and the, the babies, and I think uh, helped Wanda like in, end up when she was uh, first moving into this place with Vision and some of the source material and these, these two different uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries. Mm-hmm. And one of them all had to do with uh, Agatha's children because Agatha had a, a kid named Nick Scratch who it's heavily implied whose father is either the devil or a demon. <laughs> and he then had seven children who are all like mutant witches. So they're all like freaks. One of them, the only one whose name I can remember is uh, like a lion man named Bruticus. <laughs> there's also like a snake man. Oh, uh, like literal, like yeah, chimera there, mutant. Yes. There is one okay. uh, black woman with like, I think like vortex powers who is not weird looking, but the rest of them all look like 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 a uh, Hollywood monsters, you know, like yeah. like the like the, like there's a like, like the Snake Man looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> and, a, and a snake or whatever. <laughs> it's 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 cool. Uh, they're, they're cool characters. They're called Salem Seven, and they originally are kind of villainous, but they end up becoming heroes and allies of the Fantastic Four. Uh, uh, but they the reason why they become Fantastic Four allies is because she continues her role as first as governess uh, for. Uh, the twins and ends up being the nanny for the Fantastic Four's kids as well, and it's like just a superhero nanny for a while. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, and so like that's why on some level there's a little a little bit of my OCD, just like me not wanting Vision to not be made by Hank Pym. <laughs> I needed him yeah. to be made by the original Ant Man. A little yeah. part of me is disappointed that when they do the Fantastic Four, they aren't going to have her as the nanny. But then again, who knows how this will all shake out? Maybe yeah. she'll be redeemed through Doctor Strange too. And it'll be ready for her to be the nanny. Like that, that could yeah. be great. Who, who, uh, uh, who knows? But I, I, I don't <laughs> anticipate that happening. <laughs> but uh, I feel definitely... also like in our current time, making this very powerful witch in her own right a nanny just optically doesn't look great. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like, kind of weird for like, sure. Well, I feel like they did. A, I mean, now that you say that, like I can see the the um like. The callbacks to that, I guess. I don't know if. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. With her watching the kids. Yeah, and- yeah. I can see them like kind of like, hey, you know, we're paying homage to the source material or whatever, but we're not like, you know, putting this character in that box necessarily. And they did that a lot. Like in the Magic Show episode, there are characters named Glamour and Illusion who are their next door neighbors, who are con men, who are <laughs> who are do a stage magic show. But they're not real magicians, yeah. either, either either in terms of magic or in terms of sleight of hand. They're mutants. They have superpowers, mm-hmm. and they use their powers to make people think that they put on a magic show. And so yeah. when they put on their magic show, they were called Glamour and Illusion. Right. Like they, they, they're a very direct callback, and that's from the Vision of the Scarlet Witch miniseries where they lived in this small town in New Jersey and had the kids as babies. Yeah. So it's like it, it is so much of it is directly based on it without being – an adaptation exactly like they just drew yeah. on the source material they also drew on a bunch of this vision miniseries where he decides later on you know post the white vision which is from the comics as well like uh later on he ends up deciding he's going to figure out what it's like to have a family again and he creates a wife and children and right and like, that's where a lot of this like a- aesthetic and what i think the whole idea of them doing like an old school sitcom comes from some of the covers of that series looking like dick van dyke-esque you know and like Aww. It's really what they did from by 
by meaningfully drawing from the source material without adapting one story, they made something that's totally unique. And I think better than anything they could have at this point with the way the MCU has unfolded, trying to adapt something directly, you know, like right. for sure. And I, I, I was very impressed with it. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and again, like other than some level of like disappointment where it's like, I would have liked to have seen the Agatha I enjoy on screen, you know, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, it doesn't take away the character I like. It doesn't mean that in the next animated version that might not be more like mm-hmm. the comics because they do that all the time. It's like yeah. it, it, it's it doesn't it doesn't diminish anything, but it does. I feel like in a weird way it helps me relate to something that I know you'll understand, and I assume most people <laughs> listening to us would with a uh, uh, the Legends Star Wars people. Ugh. I get. I can sort of understand why like they want to yeah. see Mara Jade or whatever. It's like, yeah. Oh, I get that. But I don't get it like ruining my day. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 I guess that's where the difference is, is like, it won't even ruin my day, much less my enjoyment of the product as a whole or anything. Like, like, like it's not going to mess up franchise ruined. Cause yeah. <laughs> well, also it could also go the route of how they introduced Thrawn from the EU <laughs> into rebels and it was kind of like a weird and now he has like two trilogy books in <laughs> the new canon pu- publishing canon and it's just like I don't know it's 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 not good <laughs> like it's well, not it's not being he, he's not being used as a character in a way that is necessarily enhancing very much in the universe, you know, well, and it's, it's like dividing up. Like now, his fandom. There's people who only like the new stuff, people who like yeah. all of it, people who <laughs> only like the old stuff, and don't count the new stuff. It's it. It is weird, and like I find it's just better to be like, oh, to just recognize that adaptations are different, mm-hmm. and it's fine. And I I know I mentioned it on the show before, but I always just think of uh, Cider House Rules, and John Irving was one of my favorite uh, authors growing up, and I loved that book. And I was super excited about the movie because he wrote the screenplay and Toby <laughs> McGuire was great in it and it was fun. Or, I mean, not fun, but well done, you know, <laughs> yeah. depressing movie, but it's about abortionists. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but it, it was well done and true to the spirit of the movie or, or the book. But I was like super disappointed because the book is like this very sprawling story about three generations of abortionists. <laughs> and yeah. this story is only two generations and it's really only about one of them. It's really only about Toby Maguire's generation with the kid of the third generation. And uh, uh, Michael Caine is the older generation is still in the film, but not with any focus and like realizing as a young person who loved that book and uh, watched the film, like thinking about it, it was like, Oh, if the guy who wrote the book, cuts out a third of it you know it's like yeah then nobody can do it accurately unless you make a 12 hour movie unless you do the lord of the rings route which nobody needs to ever do again <laughs> oh, <laughs> odd <laughs> yeah um but yeah agatha agatha i did enjoy a lot Catherine Hahn okay. was great oh she's fantastic um let's talk about the dark hold Oh this yes, this, that's a really really important one. Uh, yes, for for Shield anyway. This is yeah. what uh, Gabriel Luna was tweeting about, tweeting, <laughs> tweeting great jokes about how he had failed to secure the dark hole. Yeah, he hid it under his mattress. That wasn't the best place, y'all. <laughs> well, and I like it because as much as uh, we hit on Jeff Loeb, but only because he's an old racist piece of shit. Uh, he did have you know. Uh, 
he did his own little mini MCU with mm-hmm. the shows that were on previously because the Darkhold was the same Darkhold on Shield as it was on Runaways. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of cool. And so this one looks different, totally different cover. And it's so funny for me to be like seeing these headlines now that say, you know, I guess maybe Agent of Shield isn't canon after all. It's like, did you guys miss Endgame yeah. and we've Infinity been, we've War? Been that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. When there it's was no snap, we knew. <laughs> it's very clear people who have not watched the show in its entirety, like they maybe watched like maybe the first two seasons or something right. when it was more like on the same timeline. Like, okay, you guys missed the whole time travel situation where this is clearly not the same anymore. <laughs> well, and back when when the first season was out and when they had you know, Agent Carter, those were uh, those were actually tie-ins you know they were with thought in mind to the films the films weren't actively contradicting them at every turn yeah yeah uh but yeah so it was interesting to see how it how it kind of unfolded yeah i I, and i like i saw tiktok videos of people saying this proves that agents of shield is not canon like this one thing because the darkhold looks different and it showed up in a different way it's like It's like, guys, you don't, yeah. Okay, so is the Darkhold something that is part of the Scarlet Witch comic story? I mean, not especially. Uh, or is it part of the um, Doctor Strange story? Yeah, the Darkhold has a bunch of stuff. Like, the, the, the Darkhold... Um, I feel like we've talked about this, and I just can't remember. I, I, I think we probably did when it first appeared yeah. uh, on the show, but... It does have a history for sure, but it's not like explicitly, I don't think, uh, a Doctor Strange thing. Like, like I'm trying to think if the first appearances of it were actually um, Werewolf by Night, maybe. Yeah, they were, uh, where, which I know I've discussed before, where yeah. uh, maybe in relation to this, where it was he was a werewolf named Jack Russell. <laughs> Jack Russell yes, Terrier. yes, yes. I <laughs> I do remember. So this. yeah, it started off with a werewolf story, <laughs> but because it is like a shared universe, he it, it has ended up being pretty important in uh, uh both the history of Doctor Strange, and it it does tie into Wanda's like retcon sort of backstory stuff. You know, whether or not Wanda's a, a mutant in the comics is currently she's not, but there's also indications that they aren't going to continue on with that. Like when they did the history of the Marvel universe, this big mini series going through everything that's like as much a historical document as it is an actual comic book mini series. Mm-hmm. They omit any mention of her and Quicksilver not being Magneto's kids, but I have several yeah. mentions to when they found out they were Magneto's kids. And it, like, it seems like they're preparing to undo that maybe eventually. I don't know. But what they, what they did do even before the mutants thing, in addition to being a mutant with these chaos powers and this hex ability, which is the ability to alter uh, alter probability, which is what yeah. her mutant powers were. She wasn't telekinetic or telepathic in the comics. That was uh, an Age of Ultron thing. It was just uh, affecting probabilities to make super unlikely things happen. Uh, but she ended up becoming a real witch, and it was justified and explained because the, the mountain where she and Quicksilver were born uh, – one Degore Mountain in a fictional Eastern European country of Transia. Uh, yeah, I remember this too. Right, uh, <laughs> it was imbued with all this magical energy. The mountain and Wanda was as a an infant or as a fetus or whatever was imbued with this energy from the mountain and from Sithon, C T H O N, which I believe is a uh, character who may be 
connected to uh, Robert E. Howard's Conan mythos, mm-hmm. who uh, yeah. was in the past and is presently uh, licensed to be a Marvel character. So he's not, he sometimes <laughs> can't be mentioned and sometimes yeah. can be. Uh, and so this like ancient demon thing that made Scarlet Witch evil one of the couple times in the comics she has been evil by pos- by possessing her is sort of what like gave her a di- direct connection to chaos magic and what made her a nexus being and like all these things in the comics that she is. And so, yeah, she's got, uh, she's not the origin of the dark hole, but she does have a pretty deep connection to it in the comics. So this makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. A lot of eagle eyed viewers and comics people did make that connection. When we first saw Agatha's basement, they were like, I bet you that book is the dark hole. And, yeah. <laughs> and I've, Props to them. I, I When I saw it, I didn't think that necessarily, but once they said it, I was like, that makes perfect sense. It's definitely going to be different if it ever in, is introduced than it was in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't expecting, I was like, no, it can't be because it looks different. Like some people were, I was like, oh, that's definitely yeah. possible. Like that's, that makes sense. The, so, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Darkhold made an, an, an AI sentient. Like it's, <laughs> this it's one of those plot devices that can just be anything you want it to be because of the nature of what it is. It feels like the so. ma- it's literally a magic book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it can transform its appearance if they were trying to do a shared universe that way. Oh my God. Um, fascinating. I'm really curious, like how, Hmm. That ending where they have you know her yeah. reading the book, it's interesting to me that a bunch of people interpreted, and maybe this is part of why some people were like, you know, there's no justice or whatever, no consequences, because I've seen some people thinking Wanda's reading that book looking for her kids, yeah. but I didn't interpret it that way, knowing what I know from the comics. I interpret it as if she's astral projecting and reading the book and learning and immersing herself while she's also looking out at the lake or whatever, you know, yeah. doing two things at once doing the Dr. Strange multitasking yeah. thing that you can do yeah. with magic. But I think that she was hearing the, the boys. Yeah. Not, that's right. That's how I interpreted it. <laughs> and that's without even the prior knowledge of knowing that they are reincarnated later on as superhero twins. <laughs> so, like, so I feel like, I think that's what they meant. Like, like it, it, she didn't let them go, so then she could immediately try to figure out some way around it. She she let them go, and now it f- turns out, guess what? Your love made them real, guys. It's a Pinocchio yeah. situation. Now you have to save them <laughs> or find them. One of the yeah. two. If it's the yeah. comics, it's find them. But they also haven't really gotten into any of the demonic shit or hell shit, which yeah. I do think they are going to hint, hint at. It's interesting, all the clickbaity article stuff that says, Mephisto can never appear because they want to uh, make money in China. No, that's why Satan... And Lucifer and Jesus will never appear. <laughs> it's also why they don't appear in Marvel comics, <laughs> what, what, yeah. what, what, like because yeah. they don't want to offend people uh, with with religious views. And in the case of China, they don't want to endorse religious, uh, you know, legitimate religions because they happen to be against religions. There, <laughs> you know. So, but but it's it's just funny because like there are demons in shit that we we import to China and that we yeah. get from China. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like they are absolutely nothing that keeps Mephisto off, off limits. And I don't think that, that it's never going to happen. I think yeah. it's just going to happen in very specific ways. They just put out a show on Fox or on Fox on Hulu. Uh, that was the, what do you call it? The son of Satan. And they did, I will admit they got rid of the, the Marvel's stuff from it. But I think that has more to do with the fact that Marvel t- TV was over and it was yeah. a, it was the last yeah. thing from the Jeff Loeb era. 
uh, I could be wrong though. Maybe it was because it was the oh, devil, God, but the they didn't, they intended on it being Marvel's, uh, Hel- Hellstrom. Originally. Yeah. I remember. So, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're unwilling to do it. I think that it just hasn't happened yet and maybe it will happen in Dr. Strange too. Who knows? Yeah. But I anticipate that we'll probably see the beginnings of the twins coming in, in that. Yeah. One of their teammates on the young Avengers in the future, uh, America Chavez is confirmed to be one of the cast members of yeah. Dr. Strange too as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did like um, those kids. They did a great job. They did. They were so such good little actors. <laughs> I get why they didn't make them identical in the comics. They look alike except for their hair color. Uh, but I'm okay with it. Like, just get great kid actors, which they did, which is yeah. h- hard to do. Like, much less identical good kid actors. Plus, yeah. maybe Elizabeth Olsen just doesn't want to work with twin little kid actors for whatever reason. Right? <laughs> like, let's after, get away from the twin thing. <laughs> after the diss track that her that her sisters did, that that's oh one of the funniest God. things I've seen uncovered. I where know. there was the, the, their, their <laughs> rap where they made fun of their they really complained <laughs> about their baby sister. <laughs> So (laughs) Billy did not realize that she was an Olsen sister until two days ago when her when Elizabeth Olsen's name came up in the credits of the last episode of WandaVision. He's like, wait, Elizabeth Olsen, is she related to the Olsen twins? I'm like, yes, she has been in this (laughs) franchise for how many years? And you're just figuring that out. I love it. (laughs) I was like, she looks exactly like them. What what cracked me up, uh, like, is how much she looks. She's just always looked exactly like she does now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because, like, I think I saw someone posted on something. uh, John Stamos, either on Instagram or on Twitter, posted a photo from the set. Uh, mm-hmm. from full house from when she was visiting them and mm-hmm. like she must be like looks- three years old and looks exactly the same like yep. the same nose same <laughs> eyes and i was like wait what i've never <laughs> seen anyone who looks that much like themselves <laughs> as little like it's it's bonkers but i thought it was very cute i also love that like john state was like how do i stay relevant <gasps> yeah i'm sort of connected to something in the marvel universe <laughs> <laughs> I'm connected to people who were related to someone in the Marvel universe. So ridiculous. Okay, so um, I don't. Let's talk about White Vision because I don't know anything about White Vision either. White Vision is a character who was from right when I got into comic books and was reading West Coast Avengers. I've mentioned before with sort of the origin of the twins in the comics. uh, They ended up they were turned. They were originally supposed to be real babies. They ended up. A writer decided he didn't like Wanda and Vision being together because it's gross because she's a robot, and, or he's a robot. And and why would why would a woman have sex with a robot? I'm offended. I I write women have sex with aliens all the time. Oh, that's, <laughs> but, that's, but, that's but great. This is this is wrong somehow. I I wow. like like. The, I feel like there's a lot of uh, racist and misogynist uh, ideas that are being pulled from that between the aliens and the robot. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right it's some weird some really weird shit with that guy but uh and he's got there's there's some stories about him in, in general sure. but, but um yeah he decided that he had to undo their relationship so vision was kidnapped by this guy it worked for the government he's basically hayward <laughs> like but there's also a different <laughs> plot that involved possessing wanda and using her to do all sorts of shit but they took Vision apart, re- put him back together, uh, bleached his body parts for whatever reason, so he's white. And when they put him back together, it's very much like the ship of Theseus thing in the end of this episode where <laughs> the idea is he's not the same guy anymore. Yeah. So and even without a second – there was no hex. There was no fantasy Vision involved. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in the comics. It was just that the previous vision died when he got taken apart. And when he got yeah. put back together, he had all his memories already, but there's no emotional connection to those memories. And my mm-hmm. theory is that's the white vision we're left with at the end of this when right. when Wanda's vision releases his memories like he does to everyone else in the hex and, and helps him remember everything that Hayward cut him off from. He goes and it's, when he's like, I'm vision, he flies away. And people are like, why didn't you just go fly to Wanda? I think it's because it's just like it was in the comics where he has to like, he, he's right now in the middle of an identity crisis because he's like, yeah. I'm this person, but I don't feel like this person at all. And I have to figure out who and what I am now. Yeah. And so he ends up, if it's anything like the comics, he will be a hero and an Avenger again. He just takes a really long time for him to get the connection back. And in the comics, initially he doesn't tell people when he reconnects to his emotions and has access to his emotions again because Wanda's moved on and he doesn't want to make it difficult for her. And it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Oh God, you know, they're going to go there. (laughs) You're probably right. If if they introduce Wonder Man soon, we know that's what's happening because that's who she ends up getting with. (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, I thought they did it really well. Like, like they managed to do the same to achieve the same character. I think without without going through the same exact steps. And that, well, that was a story where Wanda was possessed by this ancient entity, the that which endures, <laughs> uh, mm. that uh, wanted to possess people and take over the world and whatnot. And and she became kind of evil. And uh, Hawkeye and Mockingbird had to save her. So there was a great Bobby <laughs> story in there. But uh, another Shield connection, but. Yeah, um, it's interesting, and I like it's. It's also interesting. People really wanted Hayward to be somebody. People were convinced yeah. he was going to be this other character, Grim Reaper, who yeah. only has a connection through Wonder Man, who they haven't introduced and has no connection to Vision yet because he doesn't exist in the sh- in the movies yet. Yeah. So it's like it wouldn't make sense for him to be that character. It would be like going backwards, like having Lex Luthor have a connection to Superman before, before. he's his villain, or I, I, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't even make sense. Like I hate you because of some some uh, because of a different thing it'd be like i feel like that's what smallville tried to do i think you're right in a weird <laughs> way but but it's basically like reverse engineering like yeah. the motivation for why a character yeah, is connected yeah, yeah. to someone else yeah and, and uh i guess they do that a lot in move in these movie and tv adaptations so mm-hmm. but but they, people are just trying to force too much shit into one thing yeah. no one said wandavision would introduce the x-men no one no and like i hate like I get- and like you said, the timing of the acquisition and all of that, the legal the legality with that, it's like, why was that even an expectation? They just don't, but people don't want to accept it because they want they want the things they want to happen. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, like like uh, the Quicksilver stuff, we I talked about a little bit. I don't need to talk much more about it, but I get at least why someone would have an inkling that the character I saw from this other thing, I, that mm-hmm. makes sense. But like people were like going hard for, Oh, Monica getting powers means that this is going to be where mutants come from. All the people in the West, we were going to be mutants. I'm like, yeah. How are you going to explain fucking Magneto? How, yeah. did, how did, how did West yeah. of you make a guy who went through the Holocaust dipshit? Like there are mutants who are thousands of years old. They want, they're going to do their own thing. They're yeah. going to do it their own way guys. And it's better that they're doing it their yeah. own way. But <laughs> like even if they weren't it was never going to be that and it's like monica's not a mutant like yeah. like, like, like that's they can't change like i've heard people be like well that's just what a mutant is in the comics they could they could do it differently in the movies like they're not going to have mutants not be what they basically are like they didn't yeah. make spider-man an alien <laughs> like well they could do whatever they want they, they absolutely can but the way they do it differently is in this one 
Vision was made by Ultron, who was made by Tony yeah. instead of Hank. <laughs> it was yeah. like, like, so uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of um, a few pieces about when um, the episode where it was revealed that Wanda already had her powers before she interacted with the Mind Stone. Yes. And that was proof that, you know, because she's technically in this MCU universe, that's the first character that's ever been born with powers versus inherited in them somehow. Um, so that was proof that mutants were going to be introduced. <laughs> right. Which I also like also isn't even sort of true at this point. <laughs> Like, like with the way the MCU has gone, like, but, 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 like, I don't think that she is the first person with powers that was born because magic. <laughs> yeah. Like we've been, we've been introduced to magic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. It's. <laughs> I do get that. And I do get like the argument that if she, and maybe the fact that she and Quicksilver, you know, survived touching it and no one else could, yeah. you know, proves that they're mutants. Like, like I, I loved them being mutants they were created in their first appearance they're members of the brotherhood of evil mutants i'm fine with them going back to that i prefer they do that in the comics i don't anticipate it happening at this point after wandavision Mm -hmm. and all this but they also haven't introduced mutants yet so when they do they could easily be like oh you know this explains this and that like i could i could easily see them making that callback i don't think it's like not going to happen either it just hasn't happened yet the confirmation hasn't happened and i don't think it's gonna happen like the way that this show unraveled and how it 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 you know took pieces of the source material and made it into this new thing, I don't think it's going to happen. How people are thinking it's going to happen, <laughs> like yeah, I really don't. <laughs> but like honestly, I could see an explanation. Like I don't think it would undermine this show at all to find out that you know they that the two of them were adopted. You, you could do the Magneto reveal, yeah. But, but like like yeah. Oleg and I can't remember what uh, their mom's name mom's, was. Yeah, like they could easily be adoptive parents and, and and the only thing the only people and the only sentiment that endorses like that not being that that, that, that it would in any way invalidate or undermine this show would uh, is just an anti-adoption sentiment but i get a i see a lot in fiction when people are talking about like oh that would ruin it because they're not really their kid and it's like people do find out they're adopted and it doesn't make yeah. their histories not have happened it doesn't mean they weren't raised by the people they were raised by yeah. Should people in 2021 not wait to tell your kids that they're adopted till they're adults? Yeah. Yes, unequivocally, <laughs> yes. But it doesn't mean that they made the right choice in the past, you know. And yeah. and historically, there were a lot of times people hid that shit from people before we knew as much about like open honesty and psychological yeah. health. <laughs> like, yeah. Know. Well, I mean, there a lot of that is stigma from drug and alcohol abuse, to be honest. And that is something I think as a society trying to move away from, hopefully uh, makes that less of an issue and should be less of an issue. Shouldn't ever have been an issue in the first place, but agreed. Like, um, so I, I want to touch on this because I feel like we mentioned at the beginning, this is, so different than what could have been done in the films. And it's something that we get a taste of a lot in shield because of the serialization of it kind of. And I feel like everybody is using all the disappointments that they had for, you know, the reveals that didn't happen that they thought should have happened and the boner joke and all that stuff to take away from the emotional impact of what, of the show and what it's actually 
saying and what it's actually giving us. And it's a, you know, it's a character study through Wanda and through Monica too, and vision on grief. And the fact that the MCU has been going for 10 years and this is kind of, I guess we did it a little bit of it of mental health stuff in Iron Man three. And I feel like Thor Ragnarok touched on it slightly. There's Thor Thor and Tony are the, probably the only two characters that we've really touched on grief or PTSD. I also feel like the Tony stuff, it's never it, past Iron Man 3. It's all, I think, I think it is a little undermined because. Yeah, I agree. Because of the glibness. Again, we talked about it before uh, on the show with my disappointment that they weren't able to do the Demon in a Bottle storyline and show. Mm is alcoholism because that's one of the that's the definitive yeah. comic book story still to this day like sorry yeah. like uh for for tony and and i don't know it's it, they, they, there's something so glib about his character that it does undermine it in a way i i, I think and, and unfortunately i don't think it's anything that taika has done or anything in ragnarok but i think all of that with thor is mm-hmm. both like supported and undermined in yeah. in game like, 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 like yeah it sucks because that one's really bittersweet because there's like there's things about it i love mm-hmm. but then knowing that i've seen pictures and we're not going to see unless it's a workout montage which maybe could be done well by taika i'll give him credit <laughs> but we're not going to see him getting better we're going to see yeah. him go from a sad sack you know butt of the joke in a lot of parts of in game even though he does you know find himself we're still going to see him go from that state to looking back to normal, back to yeah. Chris Hemsworth. I guess I was thinking more because there's a there's a scene in Infinity War when um, Thor first shows up on the Guardians ship, and or no, I guess this is like later on. It's like when him and Rocket are off to go get the new weapon. I forget the name of the axe thing that he has. I know what you're talking about. Um, they have a conversation where he's kind of like, "Well, I've lost everybody, so if this doesn't work out, what more do I have to lose?" <laughs> and I feel like it's like the one of the only quiet moments of grief that we get really like in in either of those films which is ridiculous. <laughs> um we get like the very like traumatic experience of Wanda having to lose vision twice, having to watch him die twice, but it we move on so quickly from there because everybody else disappears. Yeah, and, like and right I, after that. And I don't I don't want to undermine it. I just feel like it's not it's, it's not, not as what, meaningful when they no. do at the end of of everything at the end of Endgame yeah. with Tony's funeral and whatnot. It's yeah. it's not glorified. It's not. I almost like want to say like you know like, it's, like it's fetishizing, of, but it's not that well, it's, either. It's it's more of it's like this is a logical conclusion to what you would expect from this ma- major character that started this entire journey. Yes, ending. It's not that it's it is. It is. It, it it's not that. Because that's not how grief is in real life. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, this is a reasonable conclusion to, you know, my parents dying or whatever it may be. It's that's never what grief has been, even well, if it's expected. And the it, things that made that meant something to viewers, and that I'm like, this isn't even a criticism. But I don't think there's any other way to do it right. But like having the kid from Iron Man three there at the funeral, like yeah. that. That's absolutely would happen in real life mm-hmm. and should happen in the movie. But at the same time too, it's like, it just all feels so cliched. Yeah. Whereas like the stuff in this and that, 
that subtle moment with Thor, it's like that stuff feels more earned and earnest. It's not that this doesn't feel real, but unless you get into, unless you're doing a, P of, a POV thing in a funeral, mm-hmm. no matter what, it's going to feel like it's staged or yeah. feel like, like, like it's, it's the reason why, at least as far as I know, we don't have a big field of like, uh, funeral videographers like we yeah. do wedding videographers because yeah. they would all be the same and depressing as shit and not mm-hmm. actually celebrations of the person's life you know like, yeah. not the only reason why you would do that is if it was a unique experience I would think and it would be if like undeniably positive would be the only reason to document something like that and by of like, as a being a film of this scene like it's all it is is a documentation of this fictional yeah. thing. So, like, if it's not interesting or meaningful or new or adding some something, like, what did it do other than we got to see the little girl be sad or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then be like saying goodbye to a character. Essentially, that's what yeah. it was. That's what the funeral for Tony was. Was saying goodbye to Iron Man. Yeah, it was. The, it was the wrap up to the first <laughs> half or to whatever to Phase Three or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the wrap yeah. wrap up to the volleying MCU and uh, the the and. and that's that's cool. Like it works, yeah, but it doesn't. Fine. It doesn't feel like a meaningful examination of grief, which I think is your point. No, not like not like what Wandavision was. And I think the other thing too is that we live in a society that is so afraid of death. Like <laughs> everybody does everything that they do to like anti aging, especially like the beauty industry, makeup, fashion, all of that kind of stuff. Like nobody wants to deal with this, and so the fact that the first like. MCU like post endgame show <laughs> that comes on Disney Plus is about grief during a pandemic where thou- hundreds of thousands of people have died and there's no resolution to that. There people have essentially been abandoned by our government to just deal with this on our own. Like we're collectively the world is collectively going through this grieving process well, and- with no help and, and no the support. Fact how prescient this was. Like yes. like just the way the way it's structured with them being trapped in Westview and they're all stuck inside themselves. It's yes, like, yes. And, the, and oh, we're all just going to be, we know we're watching our favorite TV shows and having to like cope through that because yeah. we can't do anything else. Like it was, it's so insanely oh, yeah. prescient. It's when I've crazy. gone th- and, and, and I know I'm not, the only person it's like we've all done or so many of us have done the wanda thing like gone through the shows we grew up on or 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 watches yeah yeah and it's like this is such a weirdly well-timed show like it's almost not it's almost a bad thing that it's this well-timed i know i know but i just hate the way that like the fan the people who are upset about like their fan theories not coming true is that conversation is taking away from this conversation that we should be having around how well done and how prescient the show was. And that's the important piece that should be taken away from this. I completely agree. <laughs> and it's, it's a very upsetting to me that all of these fan people, these fanboys, are just like taking over this conversation. Well, and it's like, I'm sorry, but if you guys existed in the number that you think you did, if it was a, if it wasn't just a super loud group of internet people, then the Fox movies would would have been super hits, and Fox wouldn't have sold the Disney. <laughs> Because they would have been like, we're making so much money off these X-Men movies. We're never selling to Disney. Know, That's what would have happened. But instead they were like, oh, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix is a flop. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, well, that, was after, that was after the sale. But still, I mean, it was made before. But, yeah. But they, they – uh, I don't begrudge anyone who loves those movies. I liked the first couple. 
<laughs> and I've seen them, <laughs> and I've seen them all and I love Logan and and, yeah, and the yeah. Deadpools are fun. So there you yeah. go. That's my that's my assessment. Oh, uh, I haven't seen them all. I will never see New Mutants because I'm sorry, but when you whitewash three people, <laughs> I'm just like yeah. that's enough that's enough for me <laughs> to yep. say no thank you. Yep. Um yep. but yeah, uh, so I'm sorry those people are disappointed, but I completely agree with you. It's it's very frustrating to see the the conversation devolve into really for a boner joke. Like first off, you are that's a reduction that's reductionary. It's a yeah, a reductive, <laughs> it's a very it's, well thought out and intellectual boner joke. Thank yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> yes, this is a this is a literary boner joke uh, <laughs> with, with references uh, um, <laughs> on multiple levels. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it should have been, it should, it should get a chance to stand on its own merits and not be judged by a bunch of shit. Nobody ever promised you. And yeah. some of it is like clickbait people. Like I've seen the person oh, yeah. who wrote the article at TV line, which is my preferred TV news source. I feel bad <laughs> for that guy. Cause like, I've seen him respond in comments, like be like, don't blame Elizabeth Olsen. I yeah. asked her this question. <laughs> like she didn't yeah. she didn't volunteer anything about Luke Skywalker level. And yeah. when she said it, she didn't know about the leaks about Aaron or about uh, Evan Evan Peters. Yeah. Evan Peters, it was three days before Evan Peters uh appeared that yeah. she did oh, the yeah. interview. We haven't even talked about that, how bad everybody was about leaks with this with Yeah. This. The way the show was coming out because of the weekly format. Like you're, we're we're expecting Elizabeth Olsen to be following news about her own show like she's a fucking fan. Like that's that's where you're starting off wrong. And just like every single thing, like like like, well, uh, what's your face from uh, Buffy? Uh, Can't I think of her name? Emma Caulfield, who played Mm, Dottie, uh, said someone was like, "Uh, well, I you know. I read that Emma Caulfield met several times with Kevin Feige. So she's definitely a super important character. Oh and like, God. I ended up being like, what's that about? I wonder. So I Googled it. It took me two seconds to find out. She said in an interview, she's friends with Jack Schaefer, the writer and showrunner who wanted her for the part. She said, I think you got it. And she called, texted me later and said, I had to ask Kevin Feige, but he approved you. Like, <laughs> that oh is God. what the sort like she met with him several times or never, literally never. According to her, has never talked to the man. <laughs> it's like, oh like, like, and it's all you have to do is Google any of this shit. Like, yep. the only one who's actually guilty of it is Paul Bettany, <laughs> and he hundred percent is. That. He hundred percent is because they asked, "Are there any cool cameos?" He says, "Well, the finale does feature an actor I've really wanted to work with my entire life." He says, and I, "I watched the G, the Good Morning America thing where he admitted it on." Thursday morning, <laughs> the day before the finale, he was like, 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 like someone asked him point blank about it. And he's like, listen, what you might think is very cute and clever in the moment. <laughs> like you can now realize it was massively misleading. Like he gets what he did. He didn't mean to do it. And when you think about it from his perspective, it's incredibly cute. Like that he was like, it well, is. it's a guy I really want to work with. It's himself. Like, and that's what made like people were guessing like, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, yeah. no, oh my God, you know, I know. No, it's not someone he wanted to work with his entire life. He's 15 years older than him. <laughs> like, to start. Like, 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 like his entire, like it would have to be Dick Van Dyke or, or no one. Like, yeah. like, like that was the only theory <laughs> that people were throwing out God. with Pacino and Dick Van Dyke. 
I totally forgot about that. That oh my. There God. was a brief period of time where people I know were convinced that Al Pacino was going to play Mephisto in this. Oh <laughs> my God! <laughs> wow. And it's like literally none of the stuff was even sort of in. Like, like I, I also love. I read so many articles being like, well, based on this, it's, we can probably assume this is true because this leaker was right about this. Yeah. When you look at it, it's like none of the leakers were right about anything they didn't have video footage of yeah. 100%. It's like that the best, they were half right and half made up shit. And that's how it always, always is. And yeah. I feel like at this point, I was second guessing myself, but I feel like at this point, most of us should be good at picking up on what the bullshit is. Cause I was like, huh. And then Magneto shows up. Yep. No bullshit. Like, like Oh, and then, <laughs> then they take them to professor X. Yep. Nope. Bullshit. Like, like yep. none of this was happening. It was never going to happen in the last episode. They weren't going to introduce 13 new Marvel characters. Oh my God. People were convinced blade. It was how they were going to introduce. Yes. Them. I did see that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have minded. And they have already cast him like that. That's yeah. one of the least insane ones, but it's still yeah. so far out of left field where it's like vampires magic. I mean, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Good God. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Darcy and J- Jimmy are, I think are all we really have yeah, left to talk I about. Mm-hmm. I loved Darcy. And I, w- I was so happy because I really, really liked Kat Dennings and, Four-year-old virgin and like maybe three or four things between that and mm-hmm. Thor, and then didn't really enjoy her in Thor. I didn't like hate her, but it wasn't she wasn't like a character that I loved, and and her you know, performance was fine, but just yeah. she didn't like super impress me. And then I watched the pilot for Two Broke Girls, and mm-hmm. I really really didn't like that. Yeah, and for some reason I think that like transmogrified in my head the not really enjoying Thor and hating that pilot. I was like. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. Don't enjoy her work at all. And I kind of assumed yeah. I didn't like her work, but now I want to go see her Hulu show because, like, she was great in this. Like, she was absolutely yeah. great. Uh, and and it, it, like funny, charming, likable. Like, so I'm I'm down to see whatever she wants to do next. And I'm I am going to check out her <laughs> the Hulu show that she like produced and starred in because it's probably good. <laughs> yeah. She's an she's an MCU original character, right? She's not from the comics. She is. She is an okay. uh, she's an original and you know connected through Thor and through a character yeah. who in the comics is a medical professional. Was originally a nurse and became a doctor. Jane Foster, who yeah, yeah. is you know an astrophysicist in the movies, because yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why they made that choice, but I'm did. wondering. So Thor. Love and Thunder is being filmed right now. I think there were pictures of Natalie Portman that, on set yes, that were leaked Yes, I believe Kat Dennings is not in it. I think she's confirmed. Okay, I, was, okay. I think. Not in it. Sadly, I think because of the filming stuff now, like we know that, and them doing interviews for this show, we know that Agatha is not going to be in Doctor Strange because yeah. Catherine Hahn's not in England. She's at home in LA yeah, quarantining yeah, with her kids and, and husband. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Uh, sadly, the real world does sometimes spoil stuff for us. But yeah. but hopefully, they, there's actual movement on on uh, the like fan the fan momentum. And if it, 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 what's funny is like I, the one thing they they I, I think I read that they did agree to a meeting with the guy who is an actual Hollywood writer who has some experience, but said he has a pitch now for Jimmy Woo. Darcy, yes, X Files esque show, yes, and they were willing to do a meeting with the guy, so that's pretty yes. rad. Yeah, um, let's talk about Jimmy Woo. I love him. <laughs> he's, he, so I was like, I I had to force Billy to watch 
one vision because he was not into the the first like three episodes of the format of it he's like i don't like this this is weird i don't get it and i'm like okay you just gotta wait just wait it out be patient and he couldn't so anyway i forced him to watch episodes four through eight all at once because i was like you just have to watch this back to back and you'll you'll get it um and he we were like why do we like jimmy so much why why is why is this character just like adorable and charming and we just love him so much and we're like it's colson that's why no he, he, <laughs> he's he, like a sillier colson well, and and he's also he definitely has a different charm yeah, than, yeah. than Clark Gregg, but here's the thing: they're both dad charms. Exactly, <laughs> like, they're it's literally the both sitcom dads. Like yes. the dads from the New Adventures of Old yep. Christine and from yep. Fresh Off Fresh the Boat. Off the like, boat. sorry, yep. like, like I love them, but they yep. definitely have dad energy. Like, I, I, <laughs> that's exactly what it is, though. It's this this adorable dad dad joke, like. And oh, fanboy aspect. Yep. What, what, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But That's I do like, like, as a redemption, because I enjoyed him in the Ant-Man movies, but I also felt like, because of how badass he is in the comics, I was like, this kind of sucks, because, yeah. like, one of the only Asian characters that isn't an alien, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in, in the MCU, is, yeah. is it becoming a joke for no reason. And it's and the Ant-Man stuff is frustrating, because, like, none of it, I think, is is hateful, but some of it is harmful, like like you know, like well, Luis, you know, yeah, like there's no excuse for when that movie was made to be as yeah, ignorant as as it is and perpetuate the bad shit it does. But it's also clear that it's not done hatefully, which I, I again intent is doesn't. It's not the end all be all. It's a very small portion because what you do matters. Yeah, but yeah. uh. I was worried that Jimmy would be like a repeat of that because he was kind of like a punchline, but but yeah. never felt punching down or hateful. It was never like at his expense. It was just, it wasn't that, Oh, he's a bung bumbling idiot. And Scott's so amazing. It was just, is this is a very stupid, silly situation, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 which make, made it tolerable, but this redeemed which, him. To be fair. Why would the FBI ever assume that you have an ant suit that can make you into this like super <laughs> no, hero person? Like that's just completely not what you signed up for as an FBI agent. Absolutely. So, like I would be just as befuddled. <laughs> No, it was he, he, he. They managed to make him charmingly befuddled, where he wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, look at this doofus. It was, it was. Oh, it's just like, oh, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, and no, I, and I yeah, they just did such a good job with him in this because he managed to be the same character and the same version that they already introduced and yeah. mingle with that perfectly, but also be very com- competent and confident, and like yeah. they, they managed to evolve the character into something that's like somewhere between where he is in the comics and this and like they have the potential to do really great things with him and i feel like it would with the casting of randall park and with how cool and interesting agents of atlas is they'd be stupid to not do it eventually but i also have no idea you know like yeah we'll see after what is it why can't i ever remember the name of the film the next one whatever the next ant-man is there going to be another Ant Man? Yeah, there's going to be Ant Man three, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp colon. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? It's what do they call it? Uh, Quantum Mania. That's it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. People think that that's going to be where Fantastic Four is introduced because no one's told them that, <laughs> but they're convinced. <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern. No, it's. Too, but, but what's funny is at this point. 
I have got my own theory because of the way these movies and TV shows are. Like we just got Billy and uh, and Tommy introduced in this, and then uh, we have what do you call it? Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where there's a rumor that there's the, they cast one of the founding members of the Young Avengers with them, Eli Bradley, whose grandfather was uh, part of an experiment to replicate the Super Soldier Serum. And became a character named the Patriot, who's a, a young black uh-huh. man who I, would, would make perfect sense to be introduced in or in, or in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so I really yeah. hope that that does happen. Uh, and that's that's one rumor, but the rest of it's all confirmed. Where we have Haley Seinfeld, you know, being introduced mm-hmm. as Kate Bishop. We also already have Cassie uh, Lang as uh, uh, Ant Man's daughter, you know, as mm-hmm. a teenager, and who's another founding member of the Young Avengers. Plus, we've got Secret Invasion coming up, which I would, mm-hmm. which would very very logically and perfectly set up hulkling who is the child of captain marvel of the original captain marvel or annette benning <laughs> and uh <Yeah. laughs> the scroll uh princess and the future husband of billy uh yeah. and uh also america america is being introduced in yeah. doctor strange like it seems like there's a clear setup for the young yep. avengers coming like yeah. that it can't that's not me imagining stuff but yeah. <laughs> i also know that no one has promised it <laughs> like, this, is so, true. this is true so that's I, I feel like i've got a good handle on speculation because i'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen oh yeah but but between that and miss marvel it just feels like they're setting up teenage avengers <laughs> yeah. like, like 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 nobody's yeah. business and i'm yeah. excited for it good i that's great uh maybe maybe tom will lead them as a <laughs> spider-man Oh, it'd be weird to think of him as like the older one of them, <laughs> like both in terms of like in the universe and just real life a little I bit. Know. Well, he's like 24 or something, right? In real life. I should know this. I have a weird cougar crush on him. <laughs> it is also weird to think like, it is weird to think on some level, like, like I was gonna say he and Haley Steinfeld are like in their twenties, but then yeah. I think the girl plays, uh, a man's daughter who was recast after you know the the yeah. the the snap leap you know, the snap is yeah. is just a you know just a little older uh than she, than the other actor was or whatever from aging in real time and so like she's not like in her mid 20s or whatever she's maybe in her early 20s late teens mm-hmm. but then the girl was playing miss marvel was like age appropriate <laughs> like, yeah. so it'd be kind of if they do end up doing young avengers it's going to be like a repeat of saved by the bell where they're all like older than they should be except yeah, for one like kid yeah. <laughs> i'd be like 30 so, except for one kid who's the right age so speaking of tom holland you reminded me that somebody did a um a mashup of when darcy and jimmy are watching wandavision like in the little encamp the sword encampment thing on the old tv what they're watching is tom holland's uh lip sync battle with umbrella where he's dancing and singing <laughs> as rihanna um and this the reaction faces that they have i think i i don't think i have the video saved it's on tiktok um but it is excellent because they're having these faces like oh what is happening what what and it's it's tom holland dressed up that's really like rihanna funny. that's great <laughs> which i every time that comes up on my twitter i have to retweet it because i just love that video so much but anyway um i think we covered everything that we wanted to cover i think so oh yeah by the way spoilers (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, and uh, if you were looking for like a recap, uh, no. go somewhere else. <laughs> like we assume yeah. you saw all nine parts. Oh, oh, my favorite was the constant debate. Whenever I would, I, I, I wouldn't ever go on a message board or whatever, but like I would, I would Google these things and just see what like the headlines were, or or click on a page and just see what the discussions were. And it was constant, constant. <gasps> Is there a secret tenth episode? There's going to be ten episodes, guys. Oh There's definitely God. like between that and the convincing themselves that it was going to be six hours thing, like people were convinced that the last episodes had to be extra long because they were promised that be the, the total thing would be six hours, which again never happened. <laughs> no one ever promised. Where them that. I was going to say, where was that promise? Well, in one of the investor meeting things where they gave a bunch of the details about, I think the first like. The first confirmed series that were coming, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, I, th- I think Feige said that there'd be like a six-hour movie and that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier would be uh, six one-hour episodes and that then something like WandaVision would be nine or ten half-hour episodes. <laughs> and like, oh, my So, God. like, literally in the same thing, he explains yeah. that they're not all going to be the same amount of time and they're not all going to be six hours. And yet people pointed to that as proof positive there would definitely be six hours and then my favorite part of that is when people started doing the math some of them were removing the credits from the runtime and i'm of like course. that no one counts anything that way no. <laughs> like, 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 no. like, like that's how you want it to be yes i un- i understand that but like there's no reason to believe they would have would not have included the credits in the time i agree so that reminds me <laughs> i have one comp- i have a, a very huge complaint about the disney plus like setup yes is that it doesn't have that netflix option to skip through the end credits to go to the next episode and also if you don't play through almost the entire end credits which are like eight minutes because they have to do all the foreign language <laughs> yeah stuff. yeah um it doesn't show you as having played the entire episode so if you try to go and rewatch it it just starts at the end credits it's very annoying and i wish they would fix this because <laughs> when you're trying to go back and rewatch stuff it's like i have to fucking fast forward through the end credits just to like start the episode over again it's very I, annoying i will say it's funny <laughs> that they mitigated the the crashing in the last three episodes because oh yeah because episodes seven and eight like had a really hard time people i guess when the episode dropped watching it when it dropped but then for nine they posted it about 15 minutes early and didn't didn't advertise that (laughs) so a a bunch of people were already in the middle of watching it so the page that failed like the launch page that had too much traffic had less traffic than it had before so more people were actually able to watch it people still had trouble yeah, but less people yeah. and i thought that was very clever they're like they're just like they they rightfully knew that a bunch of people oh, were just yeah. hitting refresh there for like an hour at a yeah time. exactly that's so funny it is i do like to like that you know that the show had had you know momentum whether it was word of mouth or whatever or, or uh, but you know that it did better because it didn't crash for the first like four episodes yeah <laughs> like, <it> was- <laughs> i know i know that's funny Alrighty, well, thoroughly enjoyed WandaVision. Blew my expectations out of the water. Uh, I honestly didn't have... I didn't have expectations, to be honest. This was the one show that I was least interested in out of everything that was announced. And I think other than S.H.I.E.L.D., it might be like one of my favorite MCU things ever. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. And like. Like I was excited for it, but I had no idea what to expect. I, I mean, we were joking, like 
like okay they're gonna have twins like what is like we were just making jokes about it like on yeah, our and I f- on and I figured our regular episode I figured they were gonna have the twins from the you know some of the hints with like the two cribs or whatever but I didn't know yeah, what yeah. any of it meant because of like because without also, knowing like, the TV show thing was very confusing and it like threw everybody off yeah, you and... didn't know what was a hallucination or or yeah. an illusion <laughs> or what and like. They ended up pulling it off better than anyone I think could have expected them to. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was something that was cool because it was the bigger than the synthesis of all of its parts. You know, like it was yes. it was cooler than all the source material pieces put together. And like there were some like the Tom King, you know, um, Gabriel Walta, I think is the artist uh, for the Vision series was like mm-hmm. ab- oh, I think I might have gotten the, gotten the artist wrong. I can't remember, but. It was an excellent, excellent series, but I still think like overall this was better, like more meaningful because there's also some problematic, stupid shit in the Vision series, like making Vision's Mexican half-brother into a drug addict out of nowhere, like when he'd previously been a great, like a fucking amazing character, one of my favorite characters. And he's been redeemed since then as well, but it's like, why we shouldn't need 24 issues of trying to fucking backtrack stupid thoughtless shit you know that yeah. that reinforces really awful stereotypes but uh yep. but yeah this was great uh i was already very excited for for falcon and winter soldier and for loki and i think i'm even more so now oh, and same <laughs> i'm pretty sure loki will be the one after wandavision i like next just because of how weird and surreal it looks yeah because that's my <laughs> bread and butter but i'm also like so excited i read an interview with the showrunner of uh, or fucking more soldier and he was talking about making you know a show from the perspective of being a black man in america right now and i was just like mm. we fucking need this in the mcu yes, like past we time do. we need this so yeah because like i love i love, I love black th- panther but it's not a, it's not about living in america so no, cool it's not a, it's not a <laughs> like, yeah there's a line that is in the the um the trailer for that where sam wilson is like it's you know what is it about the shield in you? And it's like, it's complicated because living as a black man in America, wearing a symbol of dressing a protector up in the flag. of America, yeah. dressing up in the red, white, and blue, that is complicated as fuck. And I'm so glad that it's going to be addressed. It needs to be past time, like you said. Um, I'm super excited. And it feels like I thought it might be a cop out, you know, like, because I read some interviews saying that, like, you know, it's quite possible that this could be the end of you know uh of mackie's involvement in the mcus could be his last thing and that he might not be captain america after this is over and at first like that made me really mad but then i read some of the articles some of these interviews and it's like like you said like if he's not captain america it's not going to be because it's a cop-out it's going to be because it's really thoughtful because it's yeah. going to be because may- maybe he shouldn't be <laughs> you know yeah. why, 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 like maybe, maybe he doesn't want to be like, yeah maybe he doesn't want to be that symbol <laughs> I, I think that's i think in a way it's more powerful for him to be falcon and stand on his own like, like it sucks because well now there's room for mac to come <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god i would just freak out so much and this is where i would be like on the bring in from the multiverse bandwagon i'd be like yeah oh, so exactly. i don't even care but it doesn't make sense it would alienate viewers they can go fuck themselves because because <laughs> alfonso mckenzie needs to be captain america <laughs> oh yes my god all righty well let's end here good um, thinking. i'm sure we'll have more thoughts pop up as we continue to record through season six of shield yes and seven which i still haven't watched sorry <laughs> But uh, yeah. where can people where can people find you? <laughs> I can be found occasionally on 
on Twitter at I Snow Nothing. I think I tweeted recently once about uh, an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally related. Um, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. You can find this podcast at Project Tahiti on Twitter. Uh, you can send us an email, projecttahitipod at gmail.com. We're on all the podcatchers. If you're a browser listener, uh, you should go to butwhythopodcast.com and listen to us there. I don't think I announced that we are part of their network at the beginning of this episode. We are part of the But Why Though podcast community. <laughs> Be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and their website, butwhythopodcast.com. Um, thank you all so much for listening and for loving WandaVision as much as we did. Uh, thanks. Uh, I forgot our outro. It's a magical place. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Shit. That was our best inning ever. <laughs>